Hello and welcome everybody to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with my other hosts, James Toops and Rick Warren. Good evening, everybody. How are you doing? Doing fine. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? How's James and Eddie? James is doing good. How's Eddie? Eddie's doing good, too. Enjoying my day off. Finally, it was a long, rough week. So glad that it is the weekend. Glad it is Saturday. And I have been sitting around vegging all day and just taking it easy. Nice. Well, we've got a great show, awesome. and I want everybody to know this I'll show is... Uh, South Louisiana, sweat my... <laughs> well, we got a great show tonight. we got a show tonight that was uh, put together by uh, Rick Warren, and he wants to talk about Packs with the Devil, uh, Resurgence of the Ouija Board, um conjuring and spell casting so like we've got some pretty awesome topics i don't know if we're gonna have a whole, enough time for the whole hour for all of these rick but you know what let's jump right into it and you can start <laughs> it off my brother okie doke hey i um i was making a, a, an inquiry to a person here last week and they started talking about packs with the devil because somebody said something that this gentleman that they had known well you know he made a deal with the devil don't you you know and that that cued my curiosity because um it, it just did because i hadn't heard that in a long time and so i wanted to sit there and look into this and see exactly what happens or what transpires when you make a pack when you make a deal with the devil have you guys ever heard of this phenomenon absolutely man a lot of rock stars it's mm-hmm. going out that uh miley cyrus and freak johnny cash there's a lot of rock stars that apparently have done the same thing right yes that's exactly what yes. i've heard as well yes uh, talking about rock stars um you know and like some of the albums if you remember the back in the 80s if you play them backwards you know uh you can hear chanting and all that kind of stuff so i don't know if any of that's true i've never tried it but um you never know. Well, think about Eric Clapton when he wrote that song "Crossroads." Um, Crossroads is a you know a major major uh, thing about making pact with the devil on the crossroads, uh, trading your soul for fame and everything like that, right? So, Clapton wrote a song about it. There's there's multiple songs. There's even movies out about that. Uh, 
you know, uh, what's the guy, from, little dude from uh, Karate Kid, uh, Ralph Macchio and uh, Steve Vai, they play in a movie together about that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Rick's spot on. Yeah. Well, you know, here's that, the thing, but, guys. This? I mean, I could, I could understand, you know, selling your soul to Jesus or something like that, but, you know, you may gather riches and stuff like that to uh to uh uh make your life here on earth better if you you know sold your soul to the devil but you know i don't think i'm willing to uh you know risk eternity in hell uh to you know better you know 70 80 years 90 years here on earth you know it just to me it's just not you know the return isn't uh, isn't worth it well, people lose the uh, concept of time, so they figure that where we are now is permanent, you know, in some kind of sense, and uh, this takes forever, but they don't, they haven't experienced what forever is. So they go ahead and sell out, and, uh, you know, it makes it that much easier for them to have this kind of life, you know, this famous life and things like that. But, Rick, go ahead, man. I don't want to cut you off, but, hey, man, yeah, you spot on with this topic. Good thought, my man, good thought. Well, I tell you what, let me get a little history into you guys, okay? Uh, what actually has happened it's called a stian uh or a mepifestolitan or whatever you give that word is bargain and basically it's a culture of montauf it's it has european origins and it has background as far as the historical part of it clear back into the greek mythology where this eons um a lot of the greek generals it was said that alexander the great to become as good as he was, and some of the other generals way back then. Uh, if you see where um, um, some of them talked to the oracles of Delphi, to be good, to know what's happening, to see in the future, the warrior, um, well, I mean, just war plans, the outcome of the battles, everything was based upon a spirituality and basically, these people were really wanting to be something that would, their names would be written in history. And that's what exactly what happened with a lot of people that have sold their souls to Satan, so to speak, or made a pack, as they say, with the devil. Uh, James, you mentioned Miley Cyrus. I, got, I was surprised to hear and to find out the people that was included beth frankel lady gaga bob dylan alistair crowley yeah. jack parson jimmy page and the list goes on gentlemen wow you know Angelina i've heard of Jolie. some but i didn't think that many. So uh, many was was ozzy osborne in that in that pile somewhere no but the bat was the bat was okay no the bat was <laughs> but yeah think about um uh what was the other one Beyonce, you know, and Jay-Z. Uh, there's so many famous people up there that, and a lot of these really, okay, I, look, I don't give a shit if I hurt anybody's feelings on this. I really don't. You know, as the show opens, we don't care about your feelings, right? <laughs> I don't care if you're a Bob Dylan fan or not. To me, Bob Dylan has the least amount of talent next to Vanilla Ice that I've ever seen in my life. Right? <laughs> so for Bob Dylan to explode like he did, there had to be a deal with the devil or somebody for now, Bob Dylan to explode like he, because this guy sucks. I cannot stand uh, real, Bob Dylan. Real quick, James, Dar- Darren Wedlock, Darren Wedlock says Satan offered Jesus the kingdom of his world if Jesus would worship him. 
which, of course, Jesus didn't. You know what? I have a friend of mine, Darren. Uh, he has a tattoo. Uh, it's actually a demon sitting on top of his nipple. And he's like cradling the guy's nipple, right? It's a friend of mine. I'm not going to use his name because he's a cool guy. But he has a saying on the top and a saying on the bottom. It says, better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. And that's kind of how the guy rolls, right? But he's a self-spoken guy, a really cool guy. But that's his kind of philosophy. Um, and, you know, just like you said, with the, with the, the selling your soul to the, to the devil thing, like that is, that is a major thing in Hollywood. That is a big, big thing in Hollywood. Like as far as uh, I'm not too far going into conspiracies, but if you follow that rabbit hole, you will find a lot of things as Hollywood folks. Um, you know, selling out to the devil and being famous and stuff like that. That's why I said Miley Cyrus is one, Jay-Z, Beyonce. There's, a, there's quite a few of them, quite a few out there if you look. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure about Scientology. I'm not sure how that works too much, but I think Scientology and that kind of goes a little bit hand in hand from what I've heard in Scientology. I haven't done a whole lot of research on it, but I think it's pretty borderline. You know, you do the research and look into it. What do you guys think? Well, Eddie, what do you think? Um, you know, Scientology is one of those uh, uh, deals where I hear it's very difficult to get out of it once you're in it. I know Almost Tom Cruise was in it and all of them, you know, and it, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I know they, they're supposed to help you get ahead, and I don't know. There's some kind of ritualistic stuff that they do, but... Uh, I don't know that I don't know enough about it to actually comment on it other than uh even if I was uh offered a spot to get into it I would definitely turn it down but it just uh you know to me no no amount of fame or fortune is worth uh you well, know selling your soul you know going going to the to the devil worship thing right not going to blame Scientology on that I don't know enough about it to talk about it but I heard it kind of holds hands with it but anyway moving off of that um these devil fucks that do this satanic worship shit. I've been trying to get an interview with these guys. You guys know this, but for the audience, I've been trying to get an interview with these guys for the longest time. And they respond once or twice, and that's it. And that's that's a wrap. Um, there is temples all over the place, all over the place. and But they don't have any physical addresses. Like, there's only one that I know of in, in um, what is that, Salem. That's the only physical address I've ever seen. Every other one I've ever seen, uh, the addresses are a parking lot or it's, you know, some vacant lot or something like that. And mm -hmm. I think join, they want you to join their, their deal in order to uh, be able to talk to them. And I just can't bring myself to do that. But if anybody out in the audience knows anyone or is anyone that is in the satanic temple and stuff like that, we would love to have you on the show. We want to hear that side. We want to hear your views, and we want to check you out. Um, doesn't mean we're going to join, you know, by any means. But, hey, curiosity kills a cat and uh, makes the show popular. So we would like to check that out. Yeah, but so are you sure you want to become the cat there, James? Say again? So are you sure you want to become the cat? Don't want to be the cat, but... Um, I would like to lay the catnip out and uh, see what happens. I want to interview somebody from Satanic Temple and see what their views are. Not that I'm curious enough to join, but I'm curious enough to find out what their views are, whether it's uh, religious or it's political. Either way, um, it's two things you don't mix, actually. But I think these guys do mix that. And uh, apparently they're pretty um, effective at this. 
because they have a huge following and they have several temples. And uh, I'd like to see what makes them successful and what makes them tick. Along those lines, James, I, I can't believe you actually brought that up. It, it kind of, wow, that blows me away because today, today was the unveiling day. Uh, oh. I, I'm going to probably kill this dead gun thing, but the modern icon of the modern Satanism, the B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T, Bahamut, 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 statue was commissioned and designed by the Satanic Temple and was created by Mark Porter, and it is under construction, and today, July 25th, it is going to be unveiled again as the new beginning of, as signaling the new beginning of the Satanic era. We observe this milestone in Satanic history by celebrating unveiling day on July 25th. Wow. And they're going to do it today. That's crazy. Yeah. And what's crazier is that in Arkansas, they put up a uh, 10 commandments at the governor's mansion and they, the satanic temple wanted to put up one of theirs because it represented a uh, religious belief, just like Christianity is. And they shot it down their case. And in Texas alone, along with Texas, those cases are being adjudicated as we speak. And it's going to be something that's, that's going to go through a religious, I mean, and a very political fallout over what's happening with the Satanic Temple. I did some uh, research on that, just like you, James. They are all over the United States. They are in Australia. They are in Europe. They are all over the world and growing, growing, growing. And I'll tell you another thing. So if they, uh, they get... Uh, uh, I hate to use the word persecuted, but if they get persecuted for trying to promote their religion, the government will lose because yes, they will. Religion is there. There is a constitutional right to freedom of religion. It doesn't specify what religion it is either. So right. you can either be an evil religion or a really good one. Um, doesn't specify. So you have that right to have your own religion. So. Don't be surprised if you see the Ten Commandments or the, or the 666 Commandments on the front steps of the governor's mansion. So, what, uh, what, Rick, just out of curiosity, do you have a list of what those commandments are? Good, yeah, good question. Um, no, I don't, but I want I to share this with you. It says, the First Amendment requires that the U.S. government must treat all religions equally. After State Representative Mike Ritz donated a statue with Ken, Ten Commandments and was to display, be displayed at the Oklahoma State Capitol, the Satanic Temple offered to donate its statue of Muhammad, or whatever you call that, James. No. I'm sorry, I'm no, killing no. that. But the Oklahoma State Court ordered the removal of the Ten Commandments because they were not going to have the Satanic Temple have a statue right beside the Ten Commandments. So, yeah, gentlemen, this is this is going to be a battleground of not only religions, but law. Yep. And oh, my God, I tell you what, it's getting really deep. But anyway, I just thanks for bringing that up, James. I really I hit that was going to be for later, but I'm glad you brought it up. That's crazy. And, you know, but, the fact that they removed the Ten Commandments is trying to avoid a war, but that's they just fuel the fire right there because they, okay. respond, they well, responded check, to an action from this uh, temple. Check this out, gentlemen. The 11 satanic rules of the earth. 
Do not give opinions or advice unless you're asked. Do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. When in another's lair, show him respect or else do not go there. If a guest in your lair annoys you, treat him cruelly and without mercy. In your lair? Mm-hmm, in your lair. Number five, <laughs> do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. I wonder what that signal Whoa. is. Uh, number six. That signal might <laughs> Do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and he cries out to be relieved. Number seven, acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. Number eight, do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. Number nine. Yeah. On human animals, unless you are attacked or for your food. Number 11. When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. So those are 11, right? So tell me and help me out here because um, I kind of like all 11, to be honest with you. As far as that goes, Daniels, that goes as far as like cows and shit. Like, so if you want to go kill a cow, you better eat it, right? So we were taught that growing up as kids. Don't shoot anything unless you're going to eat it. Right. Right. Give me give me one or two out of out of that list that that doesn't sound good because like all of it do not harm children i love it like there's a lot of things in this that is that is you know uh pretty common sense and pretty good you know but does that mean i'm going to sign up for the satanic temple and because baphomet's feet hell no and i use hell no with no pun intended but no not gonna do it but their 11 commandments actually doesn't sound that bad like that sounds like if people would be living that way right now, we wouldn't have half the shit going on in this society that we have right now. Okay, let and me read to you. Thing uh, that the Satanic Temple does. Let, but let me read to you the, the nine. Let me bad. read to you the nine Satanic statements. Number one, okay. Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Number two, Satan represents vile existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Three, Satan represents. Uh, undefined wisdom instead of hypocritical hypocritical self-deceit i see where this is going number four Mm -hmm. satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates i can agree with that one five satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek number six satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires Number seven, Satan represents man as just another animal who, because of his divine spiritual and intellectual development, has become the most vicious animal of all. Number eight, Satan represents all the so-called sins as they lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. Number nine, Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business all these years.
That's a true statement. So And now wait, wait, of, wait, wait. There's a little bit more here. Let me finish this. The nine yeah, satanic that. sins of the sa- of Satanist. Okay. <coughs> Published by uh Levey in eighteen or in nineteen eighty seven, outlined characteristics. Okay. Yeah. Which Satanists should avoid. One is stupidity. Uh pretend uh, I'm having gonna not gonna be able to do this one here, but uh, P R E T E N T I O U S N E S S, pretentious, pretentiousness, yeah, pretentiousness, yeah. uh, solipsis, solipsum, which uh, the is the physiological idea that only one's mind is sure to exist, um. It holds that knowledge of anything outside of one's own mind is unsure that uh, eternal world and other minds cannot be known and might not exist outside the mind. Uh, herd conformity? Well, we've heard herd conformity before, haven't we? Oh, yeah. oh we're, we're living through it right now yeah. with these masks. Yeah, yeah. it's a herd through sheep. Uh, lack <laughs> yeah. of perspective? Forgetfulness of the past orthodoxies? Uh, counterproductive pride and lack of as aesthetics. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's a uh, some of the stuff on here is just like well, you know, we kind of do it every day. I mean, most of us, but uh, yeah. you know, there's a little a little bit of it that's you know kind of far out there. There is like so the the second set of things you read the the nine, um, you know. Give me, give me one of the first ones, Eddie. Well, like, give oh, me I just two. killed the page. I can't do that anymore. Oh. Um, real quick, though, Gene. So, Gene is asking Rick a question. She says, "Rick, what is the natives' policy on evil?" Oh wow. Um, I can question. tell you. I can tell you this: that the native belief, as far as evil, there is. It is just like that one. Um, story that goes about the black wolf and the white wolf it's a little uh child come to the elder and said um grandfather there's and there's are two wolves in my life one is black and one is white and the white one wants to be the, the the wants to be in my life and represents all that is good and all that is mankind and and everything is beautiful with that white wolf but the black wolf wants to take over and run my mind and he wants to do evil things. And, and it's just terrible. What, what thoughts did I come up with this evil with the, with this black wolf? He says, what should I do? And how should I live my life with these white, with this white wolf or the black wolf? How can I make the one uh, the strongest in my life? And the elder looked at him and said, it depends on which one you feed. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's the one that'll win. Yep. I'm going to step away you, for a moment, gentlemen. I've got to get me something over here in the other room. Uh, Rick, if you want to continue on and take over. Okay. All right, Eddie. Thank you. I want to tell you this, uh, guys, that it's not only Satan, okay? And this is what surprised me, too, because looking into, into this research and things like that, I found a lot of different things that's going on with this servitude to Satan, mm-hmm. okay? It's not only a pact. It can be a pact to the devil, if that's what you want to call him, a pact to Satan. It can be a pact to the uh, the, the uh, dark side. 
And there's many religions. There's a many, many types of religions. It doesn't have to be satanic worship. It doesn't have to be occultism. It doesn't have to be Wiccan. It doesn't have to be any of those things that you can actually be in servitude to. But you can also be in servitude, James. Now get this, okay? It says you can also be in servitude and have a pact with a lesser demon. Perfect example. So here's the question I have for you. Okay. So and probably this it's been on the minds of a lot of folks too. So we're we're paranormal investigators, right? We go out and we do these investigations at places. Sometimes we, we run across, you know, ghosts and sometimes we run across spirits and things like that. But there is that one off time that you will run across a demon entity, right? And right. If you provoke this thing or if you entice this or if you uh, entertain this thing and you're trying to get answers out of it and stuff like that, what is what is the significance of that to you? Right. So, like, if you're in there doing this, say um, you're at a place and you know there's a demon in there. Right. And you Mm -hmm. go down there willingly and you start asking questions and things like that. What are some of the responsibilities of an investigator? at that point and i already know the answer to this rick but i want you to spill this for everybody else out there that's thinking about doing what we do um what are some of the responsibilities of going down there and enticing this thing and what are some of the ramifications of when you do get a response um and it's not something you plan on or something you want um share with everyone you know what what that could mean so going down there to to get proof of a demon and then uh you know, trying to trying to get evidence and stuff like that. How does that open up people and things like that? Oh, my gosh, that's that's a that's an excellent question, James. Uh, I can only say out of my experience that and some other experiences, too, because I've, I've been uh, related with a lot of different cases that of that exact thing happening, James. Uh, if you are starting a new group, if you are in a new group, do not, and I repeat, do not entertain the thought of trying to provoke on any circumstances, under any circumstances, do not entertain the thought of provoking any of these uh, spirits that you might come across. Because just like James talked about, and I will tell you from, for, from experience on my part, okay, you do not, and I repeat that, you do not know what will come forth out of that experience as far as it can be it can take the voice of a child it can take the voice of a male it can take the voice of a female it can even take the voice of, a, of an animal and entertain you and once it has its clutches on you and once you're in have invoked something like that you're in trouble because if you've ever been in that situation, you know that there's a darkness and there's a proclivity for those that are in the darkness to want to search further. I want to go further down this rabbit hole. And that's exactly what you're going to find when you go down that rabbit hole. It's going to be an experience that you wish you'd have never tangled with. Because let me tell you, folks, spirituality and the essence of what we're talking about as far as the satanic cult, making a pact with the devil, making a pact with a lesser demon or things like that, you have reached the epitome of what's going to develop in your heart and in your mind 
because these things will take their time. It isn't like what you see on TV, okay? It isn't like overnight you become, you know, whatever it is you think you might want to become. It will take their time in destroying you. It will take their time in destroying your family, your finances, everything that can be destroyed, they're going to destroy it and or use you as an instrument for destruction with everybody else that you touch. Along with these things, when you are going into an investigation, there's a thing called an attachment. And James knows exactly what I'm talking about. We've had attachments. We sat there and cleanse ourselves prior to going into a location. It is almost impossible for me to stress this enough that if you're new to this job and if you're new to what we are have been doing that you understand what it is to cleanse yourself before and after an investigation and that James, does not mean having uh you know a bar of soap or some no. body wash or anything <laughs> by any means that no. means you know you're going in there uh protected with white light and things like that and then coming out of there and exactly. staging and cleansing and doing things like that and I'll tell you what the uh, the voices sounding like other people. Don't get it confused. They will also sound like you. And Rick, yes. you and I both know two ladies very well, very fond of these two ladies uh, that, you know, uh, spend time at a uh, old prison. And, oh, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, those yeah. ladies. Those and, ladies, uh, yeah. Those yeah. ladies. And uh, if they're watching, I use the term ladies loosely. Just, just <laughs> throwing a compliment out there. Uh, but one of them in particular um, had her voice heard on a recording of something that she didn't even say. And that was a really scary moment for her. And uh, it was it was her own voice on a recording on an EVP that didn't even she didn't say what was on the recording. And it scared the living hell out of her. And yeah. um, they actually lost two or three minutes of their timeline that night. Uh, they couldn't account for where they were during that time. And um, it was, you know, that's pretty scary. And, uh, you know, we've had encounters with, with demons and things like that, that um, they don't play. They really don't. And it's it's a scary situation. Uh, one, one location in particular, the basement of this place. Bobby um, Mackey. Yes, sir. That's the one. Winner, winner. Um, I'll probably never go there again. Uh, as far as that basement goes, I'd probably go back to the club itself and enjoy beer, you know, during open hours. But um, that investigation in that basement went really south really fast. Uh, We were down there for 12 minutes and it felt like about two hours. And I had to actually go back on my, um, my frame, frame by frame on my video and count it and actually time it. Because just, it's like a time distortion type of thing. It's really weird. And one of my guys in my group got kind of semi-possessed and uh, it wasn't good. Um, his dumbass went down into what they have a portal down there. Uh, he went in there and sat in there for a minute. And from that point forward, it went to shit. And we had to literally drag his big six foot three, 300 something pound ass out of that basement, which is not an easy thing to do. No. With no. Just me and one female trying to drag his ass out of there. As soon as he got out, he was fine. But in there, um, I have it on video, and it's nothing pretty. 
I see Danielle. She mentioned there a while ago. It says that I will never go back to Bobby Mackey's. That that says a lot because you two have been together for a long time in a lot of different investigations. I can only stress enough to the people that are listening right now that Eddie, James, and I have been in this for many years. Okay. Between us, I'm going to say there's over 100 years of experience that's looking and talking to you right now. Okay, and when we tell you, when we explain to you that this is nothing to deal with, this is nothing to play with, this is nothing to take home, this is nothing to sit there and and break out a Ouija board and start exploring. Okay, it's nothing. It's nothing like that. You, I, I cannot stress to you enough. You don't play with these things. And this is what we're getting into. And again, I'm going to go back on a little bit of history, guys, here about uh, some of the things that have happened throughout history. There's been different people, packs made with the devil from um, a guy named Bridges. He was a a violin virtuosity, Giuseppe Tartani, and another one was um, um, a violinist from the 15th century. That That made packs with the devil and become world famous. One that you were talking about a while ago, Mr. James, was a place called the Crossroads, okay? Um, The Crossroads represent a location, okay? And it is a very place that is real and really, (laughs) this is where it's happened. It was a place literally mean, um, Crossroads represent a place and location between the worlds, and it means where supernatural spirits can be contacted and paranormal events can take place. Locality where the two realms touch and therefore represents what's called liminality. A place meaning neither here nor there. Betwixt, betwixt and between. And that's, that's the reality of what you're talking about. The place with the crossroads where a gentleman named Robert Johnson... He was an older, he was a 19 year old kid, wanted to become famous, and he did. He went down to a place that's called a crossroads. It's highways 49 and 61. He was 19 years old. It is said that he made a pact with the devil. And from 19 years old until 27 years old, he was, he was famous. He was one of the best guitarists, one of the best blues and R&B singers and players that ever existed at that time. But at the age of 27, he got his number called and he died at 27 years old. Wow. Well, I hate to put a rush on you, but we're going to have to uh, change topics. We're already 35 minutes in and uh, we still got a lot more to go through. But real quick, I want to say hi to Jeff. I want to say hi to Andy, uh, Danielle, of course, uh, We've got so many people on here tonight, which is really great to see everybody. Uh, but it's uh, it's going to be a heck of a, a show tonight, everybody. Scott Hammonds, you know, who jumped on. He, I think he was the first one that uh, hello Scott uh, got on here. So yeah, man, it's a uh, we got a uh, uh, let's see who else is on here. Um, Darren, of course, Darren's always on here. He's he's uh, one of our uh, good <laughs> voices that we have on the show once in a while. Sexiest voice in radio. That's right. The sexiest voice in radio. But uh, I want to welcome everybody on here. Thank you so much for showing up. Uh, Real quick, everybody, if you would, just take a moment and please share the show on your page and share it out. Uh, Try and get some more people on here. And uh, Rick, let's continue on with Ouija boards. And we'll go to, uh, from uh, Ouija boards, we'll go to spellcasting. 
And uh, then from there, we shall go to the conjuring, and we'll talk about conjuring up stuff. So, uh, okay, because I think spell casting and conjuring can kind of fall into it the does. same mix. So let's uh, yeah. let's jump right into Ouija boards. Gentlemen, while I was re researching this subject as far as the, the packs with the Satan and everything else like that, I, I corresponded and I talked on the phone with a couple priests from the Wichita Diocese around here. They told me point blank that the upsurging and the uh, rising of people getting involved in Ouija boards and everything else like that has is still climbing. It is almost out of this world how many people, young kids, not, not, uh, not us, but the younger generation from gentlemen 14 years old and up to 25 and 30 are experimenting with this Ouija board. Groups and groups of kids and people are going out on weekends, going to cemeteries, going to the river, going any place that they can. They're building bonfires and they're sitting there collectively using these Ouija boards because it's entertainment to them. And that's scary. It really is when you sit there and think of the portals and the things that they've opened there, and a lot of them don't know how to close these. A lot of them don't have a clue on how to close Ouija board. Now, and yet they're doing it. Real quick, Rick, um, I've had some bad run-ins with Ouija boards myself, but mm -hmm. I, I had a lady on the show a long time ago, and uh, she was very, very, very pro Ouija board. She mm -hmm. said she's been using it forever, has never had anything bad happen or come through, has never had a bad experience. Um, and she was very pro, pro Ouija board. She even created her own. She made her own. Uh, and honestly, they were works of art. <laughs> she showed them to me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful boards. But uh, I still can't help but feel that there is a danger in using them. And the reason I say that is because I don't care who you are or how strong you say your abilities are. I don't think you can control what comes in and out or what comes through, no matter how hard you try. And for that very reason, because we are not dealing with something physical in front of us, we're not dealing with something we can always see, touch, or or we know for a fact because of what we sense is correct, I don't think there's a way you can positively say that these things aren't dangerous to some extent. What's your feelings on that? You're exactly right, Eddie. We have we are finite individuals as far as our physical bodies and our spirituality, okay? We do not even come close to the spirituality that is in the next dimensions of the, of what happens in those worlds. If people would know, I know there's some, some thought about being able to astral travel. Okay. I have, it is an experience that you do not want to do alone. I, I will say that again, do not astral travel by yourself because there's things out there and, and there there's entities and just things that you will see and you will be drawn deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. It is nothing 
to play with. Learn what you're talking about. Learn what you're experiencing before you even try it. Have somebody that has done it before explain to you what you're getting into. And it may not be something that you want to do. Yeah, so the Ouija board thing, I will not put my hands on another Ouija board ever again. Um, We've had bad things, you know, bad messages, bad things happen. Um, And, you know, just I'm in South Louisiana right now where I grew up at, at the house I grew up at, um, down here for the weekend. Um, And, you know, just down this street, um, we did Ouija board stuff, you know, at this park. Um, This street is built on slaves and, you know, things like that. Um, There's a history on this on this uh, area where I am, where I'm at right now. Um, And it's it's a dark history. And so the park down here, there's bodies buried in it. There's headstone markers in the park down here. Uh, We did Ouija board things down there. Not going to get into it, but that's something I don't plan on doing again. Um, There's bad things that can happen you know, with, with the Ouija board thing. So I won't put my hands on another one. In fact, a lot of places that you go to um, to uh, investigate, whether it be a hospital or a hotel or, you know, whatever, some of these places, you know, houses, there are certain houses that, um, very, very famous houses, um, they do not allow that to go on there. They will not allow you to bring that uh, with you and do anything Ouija board related because of the danger of, you know, opening up something and like you said not being able to close it back you know it's really easy to, to get there and say okay well who's coming through um we invite you in blah, 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 and uh, next no. thing you know yeah it's that famous phrase you know we invite you in yep the next thing you know they don't know how to close the damn door you know right. just like little kids they walk out the front door wide open and then they go about their business and don't know how to close the freaking door and <clears throat> if you don't know how to close the portal close the door you don't need to be messing with these things. Um, Ouija started out a long time ago. There's actually an interesting history on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Look it up. There's there's videos on it. It started out a long time ago. It was around a depression time. Um, but it has evolved as a tool of um, demonic, you know, um, openings and, and just there's things you don't want to play with. This, this is your Russian roulette, but it's satanic roulette. Basically, you don't want to mess with this stuff. You don't know what you're doing. Even if you do know what you're doing, don't do it. Don't don't fuck around with a Ouija board. It's that simple. You know, if you have one, you should probably get rid of it. And to get rid of it, you should probably burn it. Because oh. if you throw it out in the water somewhere, if you throw it in the woods, at 9 out of 10, it'll end up back underneath your bed the next day. These things are evil. Just get rid of them. You know, don't real quick, uh, the guys on here are talking about the Ouija board in the Bel Air house. Uh, and... When we were down there filming uh, uh, that one uh, show that we were doing with uh, the Bel Air house, uh, they did bring in a Ouija board that night, and we did have bad stuff go on. Uh, And it was uh, actually one of the guests that were there for the show uh, became very sick where, uh, I mean, it was something I had to force out of him to get him to, you know, back to normal. And it's a big dude. I mean, he's strong. I'm not going to bring up any names, you know, from the show. Uh, if once if it airs, I don't want people to know about that. But, yeah, it was a it was a bad deal. And uh, so, yeah, so the Ouija board has been used at the Bel Air house. I know that for a fact. When we were filming over there, I did uh, see one being brought in, and it was used. Daddy, but, uh, so... 
you bring up a really, really, really good point. Um, and I have, a, I think, a really good question on that. You, you're talking about production and film crews, things like that. You sent me something the other day about The Conjuring, okay, and about the film crews and The Conjuring and all that stuff. So when you're in a production, so I do production too. We all do this kind of thing, right? But I haven't done it on a scale you have. But um, if you're in a production and you're doing a movie like The Conjuring, and you're doing a movie like The Exorcist, and you're you're in there and you're doing these seances and things, and you're standing in the center of a pentagram uh, and shit like that, do you think that during the filming of these movies that you are opening up things, even though you're acting and you're doing this for the bottom line of the budget and you're doing this for the uh, for the box, right? Do you think that movie film productions can open up certain things? I will answer you that. Accidentally, accidentally open things up during production. I will answer you that. It depends on the belief system of the actors involved. And the intent, right? The intent and the belief of those actors. It's just like voodoo. The more you believe in it, the more it works. I'm in voodoo territory right here, brother. That's right. So if you got a bunch of actors on a set that are a bunch of Catholics and they have the belief of good versus evil, Satan's real, you know, don't fuck around with this and that, and they go in there acting and they do their thing, can they accidentally open something up? Absolutely. And take something with them? Absolutely. And that same scenario that you're talking about also happened when they were uh, filming The Exorcist. The exactly. Exorcist yeah. First. Yeah. Half right. of them died. Right. Yeah. So there was a lot of bad shit that happened during that as well. So, I mean, you have to remember it's the psycho- psyche of the person. You know what that person's belief system is along with like you said you know their uh intent when all this is going on and you got to remember actors when they're acting use a lot of intent to get across their uh the their persona mm-hmm. and, and their their personality and and the emotion that's traveling through them at that time so they get into character so they get into character so because of that you know, if you have an actor that's really into character and he's pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, think of the amount of energy they're expending. Mm-hmm. There was a think about it. They're going on a whole new wavelength, so they're they're getting into character and they're getting into who they are as an actor and acting the part out as a demonic person or or like somebody possessed or something like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, like think about uh, Heath Ledger, right? He died. Um, you know, from his movies and stuff, being the Joker, right? He was an evil guy in the movie. Uh, who's to say something didn't possess him? Um, and because uh, from what I heard from Heath Ledger, like he got way into character, like to he the did. point where when he was off the clock, he was still in character. And yeah. you know, yeah. So I mean, think about it. If you're actually shooting not a movie like Batman, but a movie like The Exorcist Part Five, you know, or like The Conjuring, you know, that's that's an evil freaking movie you know and you get in that character in that movie who's to say that you don't get possessed in that movie and then something bad happens 
There was a series that just ended with the Winchester boys. I can't think of the name of the show, but I do know the history on the show was that every part of what they did as far as conjuring, what they did as far as spell casting and everything else like that was studied by the crew and done exactly in the manner it should be. No matter if it was with voodoo, no matter with it with, with hoodoo, it doesn't make any difference what it was. It was done exactly as it should be on the on that television series. Damn, that's dangerous. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, yeah. at least throw a softball in there and be like, you know, you're doing your chance, and then throw an off word in there that means like meatloaf in, uh, you know, Wiccan or some shit, and you mm-hmm. know, just kind of throw it off to where it doesn't. You don't cast an actual spell during filming. You know, that to me, that's like okay, who's doing the research on this shit, and um. Where's the safety guy? Oh, oh, he- <laughs> shooting, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Danielle, Danielle mentions the skeleton key. That was a great movie. Uh, and that, that goes back to the my point of belief, you know, and your intent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the music I play when I go do investigations sometimes. I'll play this really, really creepy-ass music. And we talked about it before, and it's, there's a lot of Latin. Um, um, I don't speak Latin, first of all. Okay, I speak English and dirty and a little bit of Spanish, but I don't speak Latin. So uh, I've heard you speak dirty before. I think that's pretty good. I speak dirty. Yeah, you have a little bit of an accent there, but that's okay. Well, that's okay. Nobody's perfect. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. But, you know, I mean, um, so like the music I play out there in uh, Sony's investigations, it's Latin um, conjuring music. And I didn't realize this until after the fact that we've conjured some shit up. Well, um, I still play it, uh, play it around the house here and there. But the intent of me conjuring things is not there. The music's beautiful. I love it. Um, But the intent's not there. So I think I'm safe with that. Right. And when I go on investigations, um, I'll play it sometimes to try to bump things up, but I'm not trying to provoke if that makes any sense. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's dangerous. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But um, the last time I tried to play it was at Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Um, big old place. Um, quiet night. Really quiet in the hallways of the hospital. And I could not get my equipment to work. I could not. So I tried everything. I'm a tech guy. I tried everything I could couldn't get my equipment to work and uh, go to the house and it works fine um it's kind of weird thing you know so but it's conjuring music uh but i did find some instrumental stuff that i, I use now you know without the latin latin words and you know so i try to use the uh the instrumental version of it to not conjure anything up that i don't want conjured well i'll tell you what uh jeff is leaving so jeff you take care buddy appreciate you stopping by for the night thank you so much thanks jeff but uh you bet you know here's the thing when we talk about intent we talk about uh things going on i guarantee you if we went to Mackey's and i walked in that basement everything would stop you had that kind of luck everything would stop you're that guy you are that guy i am that guy i am the guy that i could walk in in the middle of a uh seance seance (laughs) or or middle of let's just a middle of an exorcism you would not even need the priest to finish it 
But Eddie, you say that at Mackey's. Everybody says that I'm the same way, that nothing happens when I'm around. Mm -hmm. And at Mackey's, that's not the case, no, dude. No, but you don't I understand. Even we've, we've dealt with demonic cases where I would show up and, I mean, everything would go so smooth it was like nothing was ever there. Yep. I mean, nothing. She has the same, same thing. Nothing. I can't take her anywhere. Nothing we comes close to me. I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> it's quiet. I can't take her anywhere. But a you lot know, of people like, say that the reason that happens is because of, one, my belief system, and two, my intent that I'm better than anything that's there. She has that same mentality around the house, too. But, but she's correct there. That, you know that, James. Right across from me. Yeah, James, she but, she, but she's right. Reach. She knows so you're what? not going to go against her. She knows that it's just not going to happen. No. She ain't really scared of much either. I take her out. She does a really good job. We get out there and um, we'll sit in a jail cell, just us, you know, and it's, it's old and creepy. And I'm sitting there kind of like, this is fucking weird. It's kind of creepy, you know, but she sits there right, right there with She's a trooper. But uh, on my end, I'm like, yeah, nothing's going to happen now. You know, I got the old lady with me, so you know, I guess it's going to be a quiet freak. I'd get a nap in right now. We did have some but uh, it did have a few things going. What picture? Oh, dude. Yes. So we're at this jail. Uh, Rick, you and me talked about the lovely ladies that run this prison. Oh, yeah. Love and adore so much. Eddie, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, Deb and Lisa, I'm sure... You know, if they, they were on right now, they would, you know, co-sign. But uh, they had a picture of Danielle. Um, God, I wish I had it right here. I could show it to you. But somebody took a picture of her, like, crossways like this. And it was her. It was her clothes, and it was in our group. But her face was like an old man looking, like, and this ain't trick photography or anything. Like, this is a really freaking strange picture of her. You know, did you guys see that video of that girl? They were doing a, a, a seance in the basement somewhere, yeah. and her face, like, she just started grinning from one right. end to the next, and they yanked mm -hmm. her out of there. They said, hey, uh, why don't you come to the control room? And they pulled her out of that investigation. Well, same thing with Danielle. They took a picture of her, and she's just like this old man face, like like an old man. And she don't look like a man. If she did, she would be sitting here with me right now. Can, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? No, 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 listen to this. And... and I don't mean to sound dirty, but can you imagine if during the throes of passion that happened? Dude, if I had to give her a reach around, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what do you, what do you want me? You want to give me a reach around? What do you, what do you want? Like, Come on, get it up, Sonny. Huh. Damn it. Dude, I'd, I'd be like in a fetal position in the bathroom with a towel like in the shower. Now that, I'd be doing that. Now that would be funny. I don't care who you are. That's a visual. For you, that would be <laughs> for you, <laughs> it's not a visual I want, but I didn't see it in real life, but I seen the picture of it, and I was like, who the hell is this old guy? I don't remember this old man being there. And she's like, that's me. That's, 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 somebody took a picture of me, and I'm like, fuck out of here. No, and uh, sure as shit. You got that picture? No, it's on the. Oh, it's on the, it's on the system. So, yeah, man, if she had the picture on, I'd show you right now, but dude. It was really weird. Something that's cool. Took her form and changed it. It was really crazy. I'm gonna send you a pic. Send you a pic. Cool. That'd be good. It was really weird. Really strange. Not very attractive, old man either. Like uh, cognac drinking. You know, old 
pervert-looking, wrinkly-ass old dude with a big nose and gray Popeye? hair. Popeye? No, not so much well, like that. Kind of like uh, Harvey Weinstein. Or, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this possibly dudes. taking place during the Throes of Passion. I'm, I really want to hear you your story on yeah. this. God, I hope not, man. Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? I can do hey, uh, like Jordan. Danielle, conjure it up for us, would you? What's that? Conjure it all up for us so it can happen. I want to see his face. No. I, I can't do it here. I didn't. I mean, I really didn't even know it was happening. Chris no, 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 no. No, I, I mean, during the throes of passion, I want you to conjure it up, you know, and that way. Uh, no, it's you better not. We want to see He's his expression. Like Hey, you know, no, fuck that doggy stuff from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> you can play her, head, for it. <laughs> her head flips all the way around. You're going to, yeah, okay. Holy shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> damn, that would be weird. Oh, damn. Lights out. Lights out. <laughs> well, gentlemen, no, we really are just weird. about out of time. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know this hour goes fast. It does. Uh, and yes, Darren, I have seen uh, what I would consider, and, and this is a crazy case, and I wish I had time to tell it tonight, but if you remind me, I promise I'll tell you on the next show about a demonic possession while I was on duty. While we were, it was during a time we were investigating a house with a demonic activity. So remind me, and I will tell you the story on this, and you're going to freak. It's it's pretty crazy stuff. But uh, we're going to start off with final thoughts and uh, start off over here with uh, James. Eddie, I want a three-way call between me, you, and Rick after this show about that topic right there, about being a demonic thing on duty. I, I have to hear this. You have I piqued have, my uh, interest, sir. <laughs> Just stay Try on the out. line. Don't go anywhere once we go off air. Okay. You will not leave me hanging like that. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, closing thoughts on my, on my end. So, I'm in voodoo country right now. I'm in the heart of voodoo country right now. Um, I am 60 miles south of New Orleans, and there's a lot of bad, crazy shit that happened down here. And I don't touch any of it. I will not venture into the voodoo thing. There's a lot of things that goes on down here. Um, I won't mess with Ouija boards. I don't do the devil conjuring shit. Um, as far as standing in the center of a pentagram with chickens and dead bodies and stuff like, I don't fucking, I don't do that shit. And I, uh, highly, highly suggest nobody else do that shit either because mm-hmm. that's, that's a really lot of bad stuff. Especially if you, if you just get into this stuff and you don't know what you're doing, I'm going to tell you something. If you are just getting into investigating and paranormal investigation and stuff like that, you do not know what you're doing. You don't. I don't care how many articles you've read. I don't care. You don't have the experience to back up what you're talking about. If you're just getting into this shit, you don't know. So don't go out there and start tempting the devil. And don't go out there and start, you know, teasing fate and everything else like that. Take it from the old guys. Take it from experience, folks. You don't know what you're doing. Just back off. Go in there and do some good investigation and just kind of spoon feed what your you know your experiences are get out there and just kind of spoon feed and just you know say okay well i'm starting to get a taste of this and that you know and then learn how to back off because if you don't it can take over your shit it can take your life over you can lose your job your marriage your freaking finances everything yes you have to be careful with this shit this is nothing to play around with um and like i said if you are in the satanic temple or know anybody that's in that group I'd love to hear from you. Um, reach out to the show. Email Eddie. Uh, email the show. 
and let us know because I'd really like to hear that point of view and uh, see where they're coming from because, man, what a dynamic, weird, to me, weird kind of group, uh, but love to hear from it. But anyway, uh, you guys stay blessed and, uh, you know, eyes to the sky like usual and um, don't go conjuring shit up, whatever you do. Pick a fight with somebody on the street, but don't conjure up demons. Right. Rick Warren. I have to agree 100% with what James just said. Um, start a new group. Get somebody experienced with you. Talk to them. Tell them on, talk to them on the phone. Ask questions. And then and only then when they invite you to go out on an investigation, go. I guess you're ready because anybody that knows anything about investigations knows that they want people around them that are safe, that are able to um, get involved in the investigation too. But more than that, I want you to be safe with your family. I want you to be safe with your friends and most of all with yourself, because it is a thing just like James was talking about. Eddie spoke on it many times. You don't know what you're getting into until you get in there. And sometimes it's too late. And I've seen that. I've experienced. I've got some. Too, and we'll talk about it, James, when we get off the air. But thank you, gentlemen, for a great night. And this was an hour that just flew by. Hey, with that said, Rick, just real quick, by all means, if you want to go out and explore and investigate some haunted house or some haunted location, go and get the shit scared out of you. Go. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get out there and you want to get the hell scared out of you, do it. Get out. Mm -hmm. This is the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Just go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. Get the shit scared out of you. But after that, cleanse very much so. Cleanse. And go back home and just enjoy the memories and enjoy the pictures. <laughs> hey, have a good time and get the shit knocked out of you. Freaking awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, real quick, guys. want to let you all know that we are paranormal analytical i'm trying to get rick warren james tubes as well to go to the beast of bray road conference october 2nd in wisconsin okay um we're going to be down there and we're going to be filming and uh we're looking forward to meeting a lot of people over there and they have us there as guest speakers so we're going to be over there talking as well uh talking paranormal we're going to be talking everything from ufos cryptids to hauntings and uh, we're going to be over there rubbing elbows with a lot of the people over there who they're pretty much experts in their field and have had run-ins with these creatures, dogmen, Bigfoots, UFOs, you name it. So we are going to be in Wisconsin October 2nd at the Beast of Bray Road Conference. And you can find the links on uh, our page. And the last show that we had, we were talking about it. So we're looking forward to that. And hopefully you all will get to see if you go Rick Warren and James Toops as well. And uh, you'll get to meet our director and producer, Miguel Cantu. And uh, you'll get to see him in person. So it's going to be a lot of fun and we're looking forward to it. We're also going to be doing an investigation uh, for the filming of the Deadly Dogman. So we're going to be looking at doing all this. So we're going to be busy, 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 busy boys while we're there. So until next time, everybody, you take care. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being on the show, watching us on the show, putting your comments in because we love to hear your comments and we'd like to hear your thoughts. I think it's great. Uh, we love the interaction. And uh, as always, God bless everybody. Ice to the sky, like James says. 
and be safe, be true, and we'll catch you next week.